Welcome back to the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as your host. Last week, we got through the first five picks in the NFL Draft. Today, we start in with pick six with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens this year have undergone some changes. They're now headed up by General Manager Dan Hatman. And Dan, I'd like you to uh, introduce us to the staff that you've assembled to make this pick. All right. Uh, so here for the Baltimore Ravens today, we have Duke Mannyweather. Uh, he is our, our head coach for this. He's going to be challenging uh, from that perspective, making sure we're balancing positional value with the 46-man roster for game day. That's a big consideration uh, for his role. We have Kyle Krabs stepping in as our director of player personnel, making sure we're looking at the entirety of the board, the depth, where we can go later in the rounds uh, to acquire other players that we might have our eyes on. And Jim Coburn stepping in. Uh, Jim's here to make sure that we're paying attention to the odds, making sure we're paying attention to the quantitative side of things, and challenging the status quo where available. Uh, so that'll be the staff assisting us here today. Very good. Dan, you and the Ravens are now on the clock. You have 15 minutes to make your selection. Begin. All right, gentlemen. So as we've been talking about for the past uh, few weeks here, you know, we had some areas on the field that we wanted to consider upgrading. We clearly have some needs across our secondary. Uh, we have some weaknesses across the offensive line with a couple of players that are probably going to be cap cuts here next year. We also have an opening at our five technique on the defensive line. Uh, and we have a hole at one of our inside linebacker positions after Daryl Smith went to Tampa. So, unfortunately, the board did not quite fall to us the way we were hoping. We were hoping a guy like Ramsey, maybe a Jack, was available to us. Uh, Tunsil would have certainly caught our eye, and Buckner might have been an option for us at five technique, uh, but that's not quite where we're at right now. So what I want to do is take a look at who's remaining, and Kyle, I'd like to start with you. I'd like uh, the top three guys you have right now that you'd like to consider at this pick. Uh, top three guys looking at our board in regards to our needs, uh, Jason Spriggs, offensive tackle, Indiana. Uh, Darren Lee, inside linebacker, Ohio State, and Joey Bosa, defensive line, Ohio State. Uh, Coach, I want you to step in here. So there's three positions. We've got an offensive lineman, we've got a linebacker, and we've got a defensive lineman slash pass rusher. Coach, where would you want to take it just position alone? Just in position alone would allow us the best opportunity to do a lot of things on game day would be that five technique. Uh, with a Bosa on the board. When I look at offensive line right now, we need a guy that's going to be able to have position flexibility. I don't quite see that in Spriggs right now. Um, historically, we had great, found great value in drafting offensive linemen uh, uh, past pick 32. We had the utmost confidence in Coach Castillo and to be able to develop some of those guys into solid starters. So I'm erring on the side of saying that uh, Joey Bosa fits what we're trying to do at a five technique. Uh, some of those nickel uh, sub packages allow him to rush as well, which will pay great dividend on game day. So Jim, I want to pick your brain here. We talk about a five technique for our system. We're playing an under front. It's a one gap system. This individual in base against your, your 21 personnel, your 12 personnel, they're going to play the C-gap, typically playing on uh, the, the offensive tackle. So we need someone with some length and some strength. And then when we move into a sub package, we're going to take our nose tackle out. This individual would be considered as someone we could bump down to a three technique or potentially just keep outside 
as a rusher. What are the numbers telling us about Bosa at this point in terms of how he matches up historically? Well, how he matches up historically uh, really comes down to you know whether or not you look at him as a four-three end or a three-four defensive end. As a three-four defensive end, he's more in the line of a Jared Audrick from an athletic standpoint. Uh, and what and in terms of production, uh, he was used. You know, he was used inside. He was used as kind of a five-tech on certain downs. I mean, he was used all over the field. Um, Jared Audrick, of course, a more productive Jared Audrick, but. Uh, the only thing about Bosa is that you know he's six foot five, two hundred and sixty nine pounds. Um, so that means that you know over the next two to one year to two years, et cetera, we're gonna have to add more weight on him to get him up to at least two eighty five, which is about kind of right there when it comes to five tech size. Uh, but overall, I mean, he has whether or not he's a five tech or a four three defensive end, uh, he. Everything kind of checks off for him, except for the fact that he's not necessarily an elite uh, athlete uh, from that sort of perspective. So, I mean, he could play five tech. It's just we're talking about a one-year sort of thing where the first year kind of use him all around the field and then develop until he kind of develops a little bit more size to play inside. So, Kyle, I want to come back to our board. I want to look at offensive line. So we have a left tackle in Monroe who's got about a year left on that deal for we're going to need to either restructure or get rid of him. We've got two guards in Yonda and Urschel. Who are, Yonda's obviously been a good player for us, working towards the end of his career. Urschel's up and coming and has been stable. Uh, is another guy that probably has one year left with us, and then we've had some question marks at right tackle. So after Spriggs, where does the rest of the offensive line board? You know, we've got another pick coming up here in the second round at 34, and then we'll turn around and pick again at 70. And this year we got two comp picks in the fourth round as well. So where does this draft stack up in terms of our ability to find an offensive lineman later on? Yeah, if you're looking for somebody who can step in at a reasonably early rate of return, um, towards, towards the 30 range on the board, you've got some interior offensive linemen, a couple guys like Josh Garnett, uh, Nick Martin, uh, Jack Conklin at, at an offensive tackle if we want to put the premium on the outside protector. Uh, I also really like Connor McGovern, uh, the guard from Missouri. Uh, so those are guys that kind of fall in that discussion for pick 34. So there's plenty of options. There should be uh, guys on the board in that second round range that we can feasibly feel comfortable with. And with the exception of maybe Conklin with his technical issues, these are guys that should have a fairly successful and easy transition into the next level and find success early. Now, Coach, the one position we haven't really talked about is defensive back. Uh, you know, we've we've got some issues there. This last year we had to play through a lot of injuries. Webb hasn't exactly come back to form post-injury. Davis and Arrington and Wright um, have been in that fourth role, sometimes a nickel guy in the third, but all of them we'd like to improve upon. You know, we can rely on Weddle right now at our strong safety for the next couple years. Uh, I think he'll match up you know, over the top of uh, trips would be a good thing. Jimmy Smith's been a functional player for us. You know, In terms of attacking this from a secondary perspective, if I was to say we might drop down and quote-unquote reach off the board here for a Hargreaves, who's a f few spots down, uh, would that provide better value to you right now than maybe attacking a five technique when we already have Williams and Jernigan Guys like Lewis Moore, Davis, Guy, Urban have all been draft picks for us still on the roster. Let's call it an ace a ace and a spade a spade. DB is a position of need for us. 
you know. And so that changes our thought process a little bit as, as far as the best player available. Um, Vernon Hargraves is definitely a guy that uh, it wouldn't be too far of a reach to say, hey, this guy fills our needs right now and can potentially be immediate impact. We do feel good with Weddle back there. And again, like we said, Jenny Smith has been, uh, you know, uh, steady for us. So uh, I can see Vernon Hargraves being a guy that we can definitely uh, go up and get. So we got to look at the clock here. How much time's remaining on our pick? Eight minutes remaining. Eight minutes remaining. All right. Uh, so, guys, do we feel that this board, this draft, um, provides us an opportunity to address offensive line later? Again, we, we technically have five starters in place returning that have all played for us. So we would be adding competition, depth, and future starters there. Uh, do we feel like we're going to be missing out if we don't attack uh, some of the names that are being thrown around, Spriggs, Stanley, Conklin, um, Decker, what have you here, and we address that come around towards me 34-70? Not at all. I feel like that at pick 34, there's a guy like Cody Whitehair that gives us position flexibility on the offensive line that could potentially kick down into a guard position and run some of that outside zone stuff um, or – allow us uh, to put him at one of the tackle spots uh, if need be. So he gives us a little flexibility. Again, we've got offensive linemen that will be available to us past pick 32. So, Jim, I want to come back to you. We haven't talked about Lee here, the linebacker position. So this is one where a guy that can play on all three downs, ideally from the Mike position, which has not been where Lee has played, um, has been a valuable asset to teams. We already have C.J. Mosley in place to handle that role. So this would be a compliment to that, a player we can play on all three downs. The name that was brought up was Darren Lee there at Ohio State. What are the numbers telling us about how productive? You know, as we talked about linebacker play, one of the easiest ways to identify a guy that, that has the, the mental processing, the skills from, from that perspective to execute is production. So where does a guy like Lee stack up in our production numbers? He doesn't really stack up that well. Uh, basically, to put this into perspective, 100% uh, of multiple all-pro uh, off-ball linebackers, so we're talking about Luke Keekley, Brian Erlacher, Ray Lewis, uh, Levante David, uh, CJ, even C.J. Mosley you know, came out recently. They all were in the 90 percentile or higher in terms of solo tackle market share production. And even with pro bowlers, so we're talking about guys like Derek Johnson, uh, Lofa Tatupu, uh, any of those sort of guys that were multiple Pro Bowl linebackers that were off-ball, they were in the 75 percentile or higher during their college career. And with Darren Lee, he scored 52.97 in terms of solo tackle market share. Now, the only thing to say about Lee is in terms of everything else, in terms of athleticism, he scored in the 86 percentile in explosiveness, the 97th percentile in terms of speed, and the 86 percentile in terms of dynamic speed or fluidity of his speed. He also pretty much hit the Pro Bowl bench rep mark with 17 or more on that area, has the arm length, has the hand size. So from this sort of perspective, Darren Lee hits all the marks in terms of the physical characteristics of what you want in a starting NFL linebacker to a great NFL linebacker. He just hasn't proven through his production on the field that he can be up there with those and there have been a few guys. Kendra Bell is probably the best example of a linebacker in his sort of production range uh, that ended up being a starter in the NFL. But basically all I'm trying to say is, is that the chances of him becoming a elite sort of linebacker are not as 
probable. I mean, it's never happened since the okay. 1996 draft class. All right. So Four minutes come- remaining. All right, perfect. Four minutes. So, Kyle, let's come back here. Uh, we're going to hold off on offensive line for the time being. We, there's enough there, and I feel like some of these other players uh, are, are equally graded. So I want to come back to you. I want to talk about uh, the three names that seem to be left on our board. Let's talk about Bosa. I want to add Hargreaves to the mix, uh, and let's talk about Lee. And really where, you know, again, where would you want to stack those guys up based on where our team is currently at? How close are they? Well, I think when you're looking at uh, the, the positional needs and you're looking at the role that we would be asking these players to fill, I, I think the two greater, there are two of the, there's two options that have a greater chance of providing more for this team, and that's Bosa at the five tech along the defensive line and Hargraves at the cornerback position. If you're going to trend towards what we need, Hargraves makes more sense. I think Bosa is a better player. I think Bosa gives us versatility along the defensive front. You know, we've kind of talked about playing him inside and outside, and he has proven that he is very capable and competent at doing that. He's very strong at diminishing surface area uh, before an offensive lineman's first punch and really winning at first contact, and his technique is very strong. So I think Bosa's the better player. Hargraves fits and meshes more with what the Ravens need right now. So uh, my final question on those two players, Bosa and Hargreaves, is how, how far of a, a difference between the two are we talking? Are we talking about half a round? Are we talking about 25, 30 picks? What are we talking about? Uh, the, the separation is three pick or three players on the board. Uh, I do a numerical scoring. Bosa's final evaluation was a 796. Hargraves is a 790. So it's about the value separation is about eight to 10 picks. Two minutes remaining. All right, Coach, i got to come back to you. Again, looking at our defensive line, we've got a starter at Nose and Williams who's been very good with a very good backup in Davis. We've got a very good three technique in Jernigan. We've got an op- then we've got options at the five technique in Lawrence Guy, Brent Urban, Lewis Moore, all guys that we've drafted, Well, you know, guy we acquired. But these are guys have been playing for us and playing well. Uh, that Bosa comes in, he improves that group, and he gives us a better strong side uh, rush end than we have because we don't have a Sam Backer really on the roster right now. We've got Suggs that's injured. We've got Doomerville who's getting along in the tooth. But we're I'm struggling here thinking about Bosa and Hargreaves and the positional value of corner. What do you say, Coach? I'm definitely going to err on the side of saying that we need to fill this positional need, and I'm thinking Hargraves is the guy to go. You know, we haven't been afraid of playing with guys that are a little shorter. Um, you know, so his height and his length doesn't make that much of a difference. We've used Webb in the past. Uh, I like a lot of things about Hargreaves. We're splitting hairs here, uh, but we've got we've got to be able to shut down the pass game uh, in order for us to play right now. And, and we'll look at addressing rusher as we move forward. So a hard pass on both, unfortunately, but we're going to go with Hargreaves here. Is Hargreaves your final pick, Dan? Yes, it is. Very good, then. With the sixth pick in the inaugural Inside the Pylon Mock War Room draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Vernon Hargreaves, defensive back out of the University of Florida. Gentlemen, I thank you all for uh, your time. It's much appreciated. I know you all have busy schedules, but certainly uh, we appreciate it quite a bit. And uh, the sixth pick now needs to be signed, so get that contract done. Let's do it. Shane, the uh, Baltimore Ravens just took cornerback uh, Vernon Hargraves out of Florida. Second DB taken in the first six picks, actually. Talk to me about, first, how he differs from Jalen Ramsey, who was taken earlier. 
Hargraves is a cornerback traditional in the traditional sense. Jalen Ramsey, uh, like we talked about, uh, is more of a hybrid. He can play a lot of roles. Hargraves is a traditional boundary cornerback, um, and he's he's a boundary cornerback at a high level. This is a good pick, but he's not going to be somebody you're going to move around. You're going to put him on the edge, uh, and you're going to let him defend. What are his biggest biggest strengths at this point, as well as the biggest weaknesses in his game? One of his biggest strengths is just instincts uh, and athleticism. Um, you know, he's he's five ten, but you know he plays like he's above six feet. He he can uh, he go up and contest. He'll come up in the run um, and uh, and stop receivers either on those hitch routes or running backs turning the corner. He's very physical. Um, he just has that playmaker mentality. Uh, and he also has a uh, a trait that you need at cornerback, which is he has a short memory. He doesn't remember the play that he made that was bad. He comes back the next play to make the big play. His weakness, he does have short arms. Uh, shorter arms than you would probably like for your ideal cornerback. Um, so you worry about him in some situations at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and another another weakness would be he is a little bit undersized. He's not vastly undersized. Um, but, you know, there are some bigger receivers in the NFL so maybe he gets um, he gets some mismatch uh, early on in his career, but he's going to have to learn those nuances. So biggest strength, super athletic, very instinctive. Biggest weakness, you'd like his arms to be a little bit longer. Maybe that's nitpicking. Um, and, of course, his transition to NFL play speed. But I think he's clearly the first cornerback in this class. Is this a guy that, when you see him develop over the next five years, has the potential to be a true shutdown corner in today's NFL? I think he has that mentality. And – we talk so much, uh, the three of us and, and inside the pylon as a whole, we talk so much about fit, like scheme fit, but also organizational fit. Baltimore is built on the defensive side of the ball. They have a mentality that few teams do, and I just love the fact that he could go to that team and just grow into the type of uh, athlete they expect on that side of the ball. This is a really good fit for him. Mark, talking uh, about that scheme fit that Shane just mentioned here, when you look at Hargraves and his skill set, how does it fit into what Baltimore likes to do on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, I think it's a great fit, both in terms of schematics. Um, Baltimore plays a lot of single high, cover one, cover three. He's a guy that you can slot in now, one boundary corner. You've got Ladarius Webb and uh, Jimmy Smith. Um, one won't be on the opposite side of him. You can kick one inside when you're going 4-2-5 nickel. Baltimore likes to do it with press covers. They'd like to do it with off-man or even zone alignments. Hargraves is good at all three. And when Shane was just talking about sort of the mentality that Baltimore is a defensive-minded team, Look at what they've done now in this offseason. You signed Waddell, now he's their free safety. Now you add Hargraves to the mix. That basically shores up that secondary. And when you look at the defensive front that they have, I mean, this is now a defensive-minded football team getting back to what it does best. You've got playmakers on this side of the ball. I think Baltimore instantly becomes a contender now in that AFC North once again, building from the defensive side of the football. Very good. As you heard it, Baltimore Ravens taking Vernon Hargraves with pick six of the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room draft. Tomorrow, we head to San Francisco. What is Chip Kelly going to do in his first draft at the uh, helm of the San Francisco 49ers? That's coming up tomorrow on the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room draft. Yeah.